0: All right. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Quad Pod. I'm joined by my regular hosts, Rich and Marilyn, today. But also sitting across from us, we have a second regular ghost. <laughs> uh, ghost. Slimer. <laughs> We've got uh, a second time. Person on the podcast, yes. Yvonne Locino. Yeah, Welcome back.
1: Yeah. Racking
2: him up.
0: Special guest. Right? Yeah.
2: popular demand.
1: You
0: now hold the record for yeah. the most times being <laughs> on the show other than a one of the standard co hosts.
2: Reappearing co
0: hosts. Yeah. I, I
1: was hoping that was going to be the case. Yeah. I had to just figure out how to get rid of one of you. And yeah. James was
2: the first victim.
0: James <laughs> was the first <laughs> one to the go.
2: First victim. <laughs> yeah.
0: James is probably sitting in a Holiday and Express or something <laughs> like that with his daughter <laughs> for a swim meet, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so He's already there? I think he was there tonight. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably started stuff tonight or tomorrow. So uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have an update on how his daughter, or are both of his girls there? I Do don't we, know
1: if it was both I or one. I think so.
0: Maybe we could get them to call in. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Call a friend. Uh,
0: So I'm sure we'll get an update, but Yvonne, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me again.
0: How are things going since the last time you were on the show?
1: They're going pretty well. I signed up for North Carolina
2: for those who have been...
3: There is an applause on that thing, right? (laughs) There is an applause. There is. Yeah, we'll go.
2: I don't know where the button is. All right. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yes. We can keep it going as long as you want. (laughs) It's, uh, when I, uh, when people heard the podcast, uh, they were all asking me, they're like, did you sign up? Did you sign up?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. that's Nice. How long <laughs> after the
0: podcast did you sign up? I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it was the
3: night that Marilyn showed up at the house and said, <laughs> I moved beds. I had a bed, and then you made me move, so let's go to the computer, and you're signing up.
4: Yeah.
1: It was actually um, right after Commitment Day. I think it was like Friday the 13th, and okay. I was like, what could go wrong? Yeah, right? <laughs> the best day, day. to sign yeah. up for yeah. a 70.3. Yeah. I mean, so the it, race
0: isn't on Friday the 13th, so no, you're probably fine.
1: No, I figured go up from here, so I... Yeah. Um, uh, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, damn the man. I'm not doing it on Commitment Day. And then right. the next day came. You show them. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so uh, then Friday, the 13th, I was like, yeah, this is my day. Cool.
3: So
0: how's training is going? Is your mic on? I think so. You don't hear me? Do you need a little more volume?
2: I hear you in my headphones. <laughs> I mean, I hear you, so I'm assuming.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You hear me I mean, in your headphones. headphones. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: yeah, I think
0: so. How's competing tra-
1: with all the other voices and that's it. As long as you don't they don't answer There's back so I many. think it's okay. Uh, training training is going pretty well. I've had some setbacks with just, you know, this winter's kicking my butt with some sicknesses I had, you know, the stomach uh, flu that was going around. Oh yeah. I had, you know, whatever other things that are, you know, post-covid mm-hmm. sicknesses mm-hmm. that just have started creeping up again. Um so uh, just a couple weeks ago I I had a really Nasty sore throat and just wasn't feeling great, and that was the first time that I just shut it down for a week. And you know, um, I just thought I needed a little reset. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, you know, I've, I've been making it work. It's definitely challenging. There's days where I'm like, "Why mm-hmm. am I doing <laughs> this?" Um, but then there's days where I'm like, "Yeah, I got this. I, I think uh, think I'll be okay." Yeah, you will be. Yeah, you'll be good. you mm-hmm. You've done mm-hmm. it before. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So how about you guys?
0: Doing okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of getting into a routine.
3: Yeah. Well, same with the winter thing, you know, getting being sick and the cold and trying to figure it out. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you guys uh have your uh events much sooner than I do. Um I'm not signing up for mm-hmm. any big ones until North Carolina in October. So um, you know, I've been been uh leaning on time being on my side for a little bit, although it's going really fast, so I can only imagine you guys are actually, like, going to start ramping up. Uh-huh. Kind yeah. of soon. 14 weeks
2: for me, I think. 15, 14? Yeah, oh God. yeah, yeah God. I'm still drinking right
1: during the week, so. Yeah, <laughs> That's the barometer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when that stops,
1: you know she's getting serious. talks exactly. <laughs> Talk to me in, like, August, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, we went for a jog this weekend, and you guys somehow managed to jog longer oh than God.
1: necessary?
2: <laughs> we, by a mile. Yeah. To mm-hmm.
1: I, I called it. I I was like, we're never going to. And Marilyn was like, "We it's an out and back. We just have to go straight and turn.
2: <laughs> We've got the, the straight problem, part down. The problem is that <laughs> we just <laughs> talk too much, and then we're like, and... Funny, even before we realized that we were lost, we went over this ramp thing. And Yvonne's like, I don't remember this. I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. I'm like, We were probably <laughs> talking and we didn't, but we didn't remember it because we never went that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just follow yeah. the power lines like yeah. all the way. And they,
4: what they did apparently you reached to they make go- the
0: left turn. Yes. After to the park. Yes. Nice. We so kept going. Went straight. Up the hill?
2: Nice. It goes, it goes Much we farther. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. We did a little bit of that the other direction. Yeah. yeah. And I finished it with Koichi this weekend. Cool.
2: Yeah, but yeah. it's nice back there. I liked it. It was. Did you it clean your great. shoes off? Are
0: those the <laughs> famous These white shoes? are not the shoes, but no. I did
2: clean them. Oh. Marilyn was not happy about oh the my white gosh. sneaker choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were running off-roading. Off-road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the same. I said the
1: same thing <laughs> when Rich took us. And we, you know, we're on the path one minute and then he's like, "Oh, go on this way." It's and was like, I
2: wore my trail shoes. Luckily, they came clean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, otherwise, Rich, you would have been in. I know. You would have been in the doghouse. No. I just care about your training. Sharing protein powder.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> it was fun. It's always great to uh, get together and, and be yeah. able to do a run like that. And we all pretty much stayed um, same pace. And mm-hmm. you know, it's always yeah. fun with m- when my friends are injured because then I can actually keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer injured. I'm happy now. So just being nice then. No, I
2: I'm running easy. I think that's the way to go. Go slow to go. <laughs>
1: fast, right? Go yeah. go that's what I yeah. Yep, that's great. Mm-hmm. Waiting on that fast part. <laughs> got the slow part. <laughs> I know. It'll I'm get. just focusing on the slow. <laughs> yeah, gap. that's it. Mm-hmm.
3: Seeing how slow slow can get.
1: Yeah. So you guys, uh, Rich and Greg, you're Eagleman. Yep. And Marilyn, you're Montreblanc. Mm-hmm. Around at yeah. like the same time, right? Yeah, like what are you? week th- apart? 11th and
3: Two 18th,
2: weeks, right? right? Two weeks to 25th, I, 25th? I think is mine.
3: Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. um...
0: Independence Trial. yeah. One, we're two. doing that
2: too, yeah. May, oh, that's, that's
0: a short early race. May or mid mid May, right after mm-hmm. right before Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. or yeah, is yeah. it Memorial so. Day weekend?
1: And that's no, the yeah, yeah.
0: So that's two weeks before Eagle Man for us,
1: so yeah. I'm having a hard time figuring out what, um, like Olympic distance race I want to do just to make sure that it's, um, a good time in between,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, with the race in October, you have a lot of time to find something.
1: Yeah. All I got is time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see.
0: There's stuff out there. Um, so what we thought we'd talk about, uh, on tonight's episode is part two of our kind of how to train for your races. Uh, part one, which came out last week. We, uh, Covered the swim, and this week we're going to talk about how to get ready for the bike, uh, specifically focusing on the training side of things. We've kind of covered like how to get your bike ready and stuff to look for in races, but um, this one's going to be uh, what kind of ex- what kind of rides you should be doing as part of the lead up into your races, and what kind of metrics you should be looking at to see improvement and that kind of stuff. So, um, for me, the bike is by far the the most fun thing to train. Um, I just I don't know. I fell in love with it 20 something years ago. And I think it's just being able to go fast on something. You know? Did you fall in yeah. love with the road bike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked riding bikes. Actually, I liked riding bikes as a kid. Like, we would, me and the buddies around the neighborhood would go like exploring and stuff. And our parents in the, you know, the 80s and 90s, like, yeah, you could go mm-hmm. disappear for two or three hours and nobody raised a question. So I remember like, <clears throat> we all got mountain bikes and we'd go. Saddlebrook Park and stuff and like just exploring and being like we rode to Ridgewood and thought we were on the other side of the moon from like (laughs) the Rochelle Park side of things. Um, Me and my next door neighbor uh, rode bikes up like all the way up to the New York state line. I remember... <clears throat> there's like a, a general station on East Saddle River Road, Elmer's. Oh, yeah. You know where that yeah. is? Yeah. I stopped there and housed a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream because I was like, Fueling. I was totally bonked. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I need something. Ice cream was speaking to me. Um, speaks to me too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> problem.
0: But like, yeah, I remember always doing that kind of stuff. I, I just liked riding my bike a lot. And then like coming out of college, kind of finding my, my thing was the bike. And so um, it's by far my favorite. Uh, thing to train for. Uh, Did
1: you stop riding a bike like in between, like mm-hmm. around what ages?
0: Um, so I probably like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, because I had friends who were like three or four years older. So once they got a car, like, yeah, uh, and like I don't really need years. to be. No, I don't yeah. need to be rocking the <laughs> Schwinn. Um, that's a good bike.
4: <laughs> and
0: then, uh, as soon as I came home from college. Actually, I brought my bike down, to a road bike down to college, but rode it like probably five times. I I always kind of kept going back to it. Um, But then like 2003 or so, I I got back on the bike seriously and rode a lot for probably about six or seven years. And then just like house, family stuff took me off of it for a while until I got back on. when
1: did you commit to um, spandex and like bike shorts? (laughs) Uh,
0: Probably like, well, no, like in college. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You felt weird. Like yeah. I, I yeah, went to school I'm on, sure. um, so I was down in Galveston, Texas and like, it's a little barrier Island and stuff. So like I saw, like I'd be riding and see people I knew and like riding in a t-shirt and <laughs> spandex shorts and be like, Hey, and like in Texas, that's not cool. Like it's, it's definitely it cool not anywhere. Really? I, I can talk into yeah. my head like, you know, say it to myself that like, it's okay up here, but yeah, in Texas, when you get in like coal rolled by a, F three fifty and with a shotgun rack in the back, you're like, it's definitely not cool. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you start riding Meryl?
2: Uh, so training for my first marathon, I was kind of injured. And so I started cycling with my brother. He was a big cyclist. And so I did some there just to supplement training. And then when I broke my ankle, I started again. Mm. Um, I didn't love it when I did it the first time. Um, I don't think I did enough of it. And it was just kind of, I was so focused on the marathon. That was just like something I felt I had to do. Um, Who was the one know, that suggested that you supplement your running with <clears throat> the bike? Back then? Nobody, myself. Cause you I just knew, figured it out? Yeah. it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when did you start
3: riding? <laughs>
1: Me? Um, I mean, I rode bikes when I was a kid. Um that was, like, what gave me the most freedom. I was allowed mm-hmm. to not go much further, but just something about being on the bike. you were allowed to, like, go a couple blocks out and, yeah. and around. Mm-hmm. And um, just doing that a bunch of times, like, it just allowed me to be free. I wasn't very fast or anything. I wasn't very athletic, but I just rode my bike with my friends. And, um, you know, I guess being, like, a girl, and it didn't really last that long into, mm-hmm. you know, 13, 14, probably even... If I was like 10, 11,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, <clears throat> and then just like riding my bike here and there, um, with the kids or if you're like down the shore, um, my husband got me a cruiser, uh, one year and I was so excited to, once I was on the bike, I'm like, hi, oh, I've really missed this. Mm-hmm. And people in my mm-hmm. town would make fun of me and do everyone did the whole, <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> I was like, come on, I'm so cool right now with my, my basket and my <laughs> hot pink bike. Um, so I, I mean, it just was something I did and I, I loved, I always like have this, um, like dream, like fantasy of living in a town where, you know, like Block Island or Fire Island where Mm -hmm. it's like, you could just get everywhere on a bike in your basket. Mm -hmm. Um, that's always like my goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my town, if the kids had sporting events or something, I'd always get there if it was local on my bike and roll up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How about you?
3: I rode it around as a kid and from just going to places, even to school, I remember going, taking the bike. And then I didn't ride for a long time. And then um, when like running got to be so annoying that a friend was like, let's get into tries. We went to a local shop and we like picked between a couple of bikes and I picked a tri bike. and was That, was, like, that was the
2: one you picked. I know. What made you <laughs> pick a tri bike first?
3: Um. It was kind of like, if I'm going to do this, I like to do it all in. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm going to do tries. I'm going to get a tri bike. And <laughs> we we rode it. Um, we lived in the city back then. So we rode it from Central Park. We'd meet up with a few people, usually around East Side, 72nd Street Cutoff. Um, and then we'd ride out of the park um, and and out and like up a little bit by the West Side, all the way out the George Washington Bridge and up to... Harriman, mm-hmm. wow. Piermont, Nyack. And it was like an every weekend thing, and it kind of like was cool to do it. And everybody was doing it on their tri-bikes, so nobody actually <laughs> did it on road bikes.
1: Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> And it was funny because we would um, be riding, a few of us, and see a group of road bike riders and see if we could like pass them going by. That was fun. Yeah.
1: Did you know, like, um, I remember when I first started riding in a, a bike as an adult, uh, I was... Not nervous of the road. I just didn't know the rules. Mm-hmm. So for me, it just made sense to go against traffic because I would see the cars coming mm-hmm. um, or like go on the sidewalk or something like that. Not like understanding that a bike yeah. is, is a like a vehicle type yeah. of thing. Um, I remember my husband and I, we took our bikes to Asbury Park and we were riding along uh, the avenue and we were going the opposite way. And this older lady was like, you're going the wrong way. you're we like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> now I'm like that person that I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, know the laws of the road and all of that. So
3: the hardest thing picking it up again for me was I picked it up right out of the gate and clips. <laughs> I fell oh. over a lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not going fast, but it was just like. So
1: you even yeah. started with clips. Yeah. You were just like, how did you even know in. about this stuff?
3: My buddy who was doing... He went to trials. the bike shop, he put the <laughs> MX card on the table and said, hook me up, <laughs> I'm going to do triathlon." Yep, pretty much. Like, <clears throat> I saw a like, lot too. It was like the P, you had the Cervelo and the Trek, and you had the Cervelo P3, P2, P5, whatever it was, and a couple of Trek bikes, and like there was a few pedals back then, so we just picked one and went with it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, yeah. right?
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So when we talk about training for your bike leg of the triathlon, um what are the kind of things you guys like to do? What are the, or I mean this is kind of so, a loaded question, right? Like this is a very big topic to open up, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um maybe
3: we start with um trainers and road, right? So okay. yeah, we can maybe do Maybe we can just like bifurcate that cuz a lot of a lot I don't know if it's always been the case, Greg, you can tell us, but I feel like more so a little bit before the pandemic and definitely during the pandemic, it was a lean into this virtual yeah. mm-hmm. trainer. Trainers got way more advanced, I feel like, yeah. and like way more sophisticated. And I feel like, you know, people do train for specific races just on the trainers and yeah. they get a lot more out of it. Maybe, let we can talk about that. Um, And there's like less stuff happening on the road and, and more leaning into the trainers. So Maybe we ask that question first. Do we sure. lean into the trainers? How much do we lean into the trainers, and what are the trainers good for?
0: Loaded. Um, hmm. Let's unload it. How do you guys feel about the trainer, like in general? Where do you? The, do, you do you? The
3: dumb trainer sucked. Huh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. as the smart trainers came in, because I was the dumb trainer generation, yeah. <laughs> that sucked. Um, as the smart trainers came in, I love it. I love erg mode. I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Huh. yeah. Yeah, I probably trained for like two seasons on a dumb trainer and then I spent way too much money on a smart trainer in like 2005. Oh my god. Um, oh, those were the holy man. grails. Yeah. <coughs> There's um, not too many of them back then. Yeah, there was only one brand, um CompuTrainer. Uh they don't make them anymore.
3: And they had the wires. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything was wired.
0: I had like everything was plugged in. I had to get all kinds of different adapters to get it yep. to actually plug into the computer and stuff. But it was it looked like a dumb trainer, but um it was a computer controlled and uh, had like a resistance
3: non-color screen right it was just like this little device
0: it had a box on the front yeah, yeah. and you could like but if you put pl- if you plugged it into a computer you could you know it, they had like a virtual world you could ride through oh really oh, um, back then yeah but it wasn't interactive there weren't other people there mm-hmm. it was just like a computer like it, it was just like you. minecraft you, you know <laughs> yeah. your kids play minecraft like it it, it was like eight bit and uh <laughs> the nice thing though you could create um a gpx file from mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, and and now, the now it's before google earth and like any of those kind of softwares out you it's had to like an buy pitch. an a, a <laughs> mapping software to create Bad. these things but you could do it and then it would take the the elevation change and apply that to the trainer um so like everything that we have now on like our kickers and whatever it was was there but way, way more complicated and not nice to use. Like there was always a learning curve where now it's just like, Oh, I want to ride here and do it. Um, but I had that very early on and that like showed me like erg mode. You could build your, your software, your workouts and stuff like that. Um, so I've always loved the trainer. The trainer for me is like, I, I have no problem. Hour and a half is easy. Um, two hours starts to get tough. Um,
1: can you explain erg mode?
0: Sure. But um yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah yeah I um, guess that's, that's <coughs> so when you're riding you're fired <laughs> when you're riding on your trainer uh, there's a bunch of different kind of modes that you can be in based on what you're trying to do you can set it on like a constant gradient so it like almost simulates you're riding up a four percent or a five percent grade and you can shift gears and get into a comfortable thing and put whatever power out you want um if you're on something like a virtual thing like Zwift and it has undulations, you just ride those undulations and you shift from whatever gear that feels comfortable and, again, keeps you in the range you want to be working at. And then there's erg mode, which pretty much locks you in and it sets the resistance to a power that you want it to be set at for that amount of time, and it you just pedal. And if you can't keep it up, you kind of the slow spiral of death and your <laughs> cadence, cadence slows down and then it just locks up on you. Um, but yeah, it, it's computer or it's like an ergometer, which is where that erg comes comes from, which is a set power and you just.
2: So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the elevation is. It keeps you at whatever power you set. You
0: just moving in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you're riding through a flat, flat Um, road at a given power.
2: Now that
1: could be, um, also, I don't know if it's still erg mode, but, um, like if you have a, a training plan, uh, entered into your, computer, your workout like your mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that that would be similar to that. Right so
0: you so y- there's a couple ways you it. can do that and mm-hmm. you can you can do that ride in erg mode mm-hmm. and the, compu- the the kicker or whatever smart trainer you have would control it or you'd be you can be in free ride mode and you just have to keep it with your own adjusting of the power in the band that you're supposed to be keeping it in. Um erg mode is nice to kind of shut your brain off. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing i think that it definitely gets you doesn't get you good at doing is kind of controlling, like tying perceived exertion and the effort level all in like, like what is 300 Watts feel like? And how do I hold 300? I would watts. never know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what is 120 Watts or 150 <laughs> Watts or whatever it is, whatever your number is. But like you, you, you need like when you're out on the road and you want to apply that power, you don't have something controlling it for you. So you need to be able to do it. You need to be able to hold it over the top of a hill and up the, the next hill and stuff like that. So erg mode takes that away. It's like cycling on easy mode. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I think people who get into every single ride on erg mode probably have a hard time then like controlling their power um, outside. Which, But, you know, like you were saying, like there are people, I think, especially like if you live in a place that's crowded and hard to find good roads um, or really bad weather, you have people spending 90% of their time inside or maybe only coming out for races which i don't that i don't think that's the way to do it Yeah. That's,
3: can i go back to that episode and said i did the math and if you ride
0: right, <laughs> yeah that <laughs> guy only it's does Going to be 100% death. He, um, he only does inside i mean okay. i think you can get very strong that way i don't know if it translates like there's certain things about riding on the road to make yourself faster <laughs> and like you don't get that on a trainer yep. i've
2: seen interviews with uh, lucy charles barkley and she says she does all her workouts in indoor Only like the long rides outside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, there's, there, that makes a lot of sense too is like do the really important sessions Mm -hmm. indoors where it can be controlled. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean er necessarily mean erg mode. Like you still can say, like, okay, I'm going to, but you can focus on it. You can put your head down and work hard and not have to worry about cars Mm -hmm. and stop signs and stuff like that. Makes total sense. And then when you do your long rides, just go out and and ride. Mm -hmm. You know, I
1: also find that, um, when i'm on the trainer there's no escaping the workout cuz like you can do a right. route and you know you can't time every hill and and time every uh resistance change but um mm-hmm. with the trainer it's like you're you're stuck in it um i know there's a couple of rides where uh they've been scheduled for a trainer ride and I'm like, eh, I don't really <laughs> feel like committing to that right now. And if I'm on the road I can pick a flat ride, I can yeah. pick a yeah. you know hilly ride or whatever. You can go easy. You can exactly. Go yeah. And there's times where I'm on the trainer, I'm like, this is not how I feel <laughs> when I'm on the road.
0: Yeah, and I don't think <laughs> I would that, never
1: ride that hard. Right. I don't think the
0: perceived <laughs> yeah. exertion from the trainer translates over to the road at yeah. the same power.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I think what it's really great for, and I could say for myself especially is training to get stronger or more wattage or higher cadence Mm -hmm. because it's harder to train that specifically when you're on the road. You can't just be anywhere and say, you're going to go all out for five minutes. But you can definitely say, I'm going to do a plan of three, six, 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to increase my cadence by whatever 10 revolutions, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to try to increase my power by this much. And it's it's just like a good way, a, a lot more consistent way of improving on a trainer than on the road. I found. Mm-hmm. I think
0: we also live in a tough spot to do that kind of stuff. I do think that there are people who are lucky enough to live in places where you do have either wide open roads with very little traffic on them. Um, yeah,
2: like when we went to Muscle Man, we were also excited. Remember, right? On if those I roads could, where? if I had roads
0: like that, I mean, oh granted, it's cold up there in the wintertime, yeah, but like, but if still. I had roads like that, you could like like the. Wait, <laughs> what well, was that again? Tongue tied. <laughs> could, could you say that again? If if you had to go do a twenty minute effort at a at a relatively narrow power range here in our area, I don't know where don't to go do that. Could. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe you could go up to Harriman.
2: There's so many but hills. None out. of those
0: climbs are twenty minutes. I don't think, and none of them, them are consistent. Like <laughs> <laughs> none of them are consistent enough. <laughs> where you don't have, like, yeah some of them, like, Arden might take 20 minutes, but there's some downhills in yeah. it. Like, you're not going to do the same power the whole way. Yeah. Like, But if you were out in Colorado, like, you can find roads that just climb for an hour if you want or, like, are flat for an hour and there's no stop signs until the next ghost town that you ride mm-hmm. through. Like, there's places that have those kind of things. We don't around here, so I think moving some of those key sessions indoors are easier. Um, there are definitely, like, shorter intervals, like, Three to five or eight minutes. Like we can find hills that are about that, and you just do repeats on those hills,
4: mm-hmm. you
0: know? Um, but like you said, it's not as nice, it's not as structured. So there's a little bit of leeway with them. Yeah. You know?
4: What
1: do you guys like to um, do when you're on your trainer rides?
0: Oh, well, I got all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you? What, yeah. What's all kinds of stuff? Um, so normally I've got Zwift on one computer screen. Um, I'm watching some bike race on the big, like I have a 40 inch in front of me, um, and I'm watching a bike race on that. Or if it's like a, now I've been, I've been watching bike races most of the time. I try to do like movies and that sometimes works. Um, but then I'll also have music playing on top of that. So I've got like the commentating for the race, um, music, Zwift. And then when we're riding together, I'll have discord on also. Do you
3: wow.
1: to, like,
3: pretend like you're in the race? Like that's, no. that's the, Watching is. the race could be like, motivational. He's watching Formula so. One and he's that yeah. driver. Look <laughs> <laughs> got this. Um,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't pretend I'm in the race, but I definitely have noticed, especially like um, back before like YouTube and stuff like that, I bought um, DVDs of recorded races. So I just like, I just watched the same things over and over again. So I literally knew everything that was coming. Um, and so like, if I like, I could tell you everything about the 2001 Tour de France stage to Alpe d'Huez and like that, when that starts happening, like, yeah, I'm getting pumped up because yeah, like, yeah. I know it's yeah. coming and like, yeah. Isn't that how sure. Trainer Road got started
3: with DVDs and videos? I feel like they translated that into... Rainer,
0: no, that's, um, I think that's Sufferfest that does videos. Okay. Trainer Some... Road is just like the graph. Yeah. That's it. That
2: one's tough to watch. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I definitely have all kinds of stuff going. Hmm. I, I need to have a couple of different things just to take my attention away from it. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like sometimes I'm just staring at my stem, like I'm heads down and like mm-hmm. there's noise, but it's just taking away from the pain of the effort.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Marilyn? Yeah. Same. I have Zwift going usually. I've tried watching movies and or show and I can't focus on it, yeah. especially if it's a hard workout. So same, I have music blasting and heads down a lot. What kind <laughs> like, of music? Like this week. <laughs> um, I don't know, all different things. Yeah. Whatever.
0: What did you do? Yeah.
1: Um, it depends. Recently, I, I've i been watching um, shows. Yeah. So uh, it's actually, it was good because I would only allow myself to watch the show when I was on the trainer.
0: That's so a great if, way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: I would like do the ride and if the show stopped, I stopped it. And I would not let myself watch it again until the next trainer arrives. So I focus mm, on what they're saying, though. Yeah, for the most part, I'm probably not trying as hard as you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in it for the movie, but um, yeah. So I, if it was mostly like I was watching that um, that series, The Boys, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's like Mm. that. I don't know. If you didn't see it, it's it's pretty gory. (laughs) But but like I try to watch. or like I love that series, The Challenge from MTV, where they're competing and stuff. So things like that are fun because, especially if there's like music in the background or if they get like um situations where they're in a competitive place, then mm-hmm. that amps me mm-hmm. up. But I try to watch like really high energy type mm-hmm. shows, so I'm not just like watching, you know, yeah. the or drama asleep. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that that did help because then I would be excited to wake up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to do my ride. Yeah. So I'm like, what happens? Yeah. So, uh, that, and then I, I do music. I don't, I have to be honest. I don't love discord because I just, I know. I That's don't. like the one time I'm quiet when I'm yeah, yeah. like working out and yeah. just to have to feel like I have to talk. It's like everyone's chatting and I'm like, shut up. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how talking. I feel
2: sometimes.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, that's that. And what Rich? about you, Rich?
3: Um... Pretty much, I'm rewatching something, movie or something. Like one of the things I did was rewatch all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of. So so I was going to say that's yeah.
0: what I did. Like the same thing you did. I only allowed myself to watch them yeah. when I was on the bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I
1: actually should do that in order because yeah. I've been do wanting them. to that's do that in order. So yep.
0: I said I'm going do to watch them chronological in chronological order. order. Oh. Yeah, that, that's the way I watched them for the first time. Like the whole first time through, I watched them. It was like okay, Captain America, and then all the way through, and it was like it was right. Right before Endgame came out. And I don't know when that was, but for our listeners, you pick up on a lot more things that like sometimes (laughs) I'm watching when I watched out of order, I'm like,
3: did I miss something? Or like did I don't catch stuff, but when you watch them in order, there's just so so much more nuance. Yeah. And it's easy because you don't have to pay attention so much. And then I've got Zwift and that's pretty much it. And for our listeners, we go on a group channel when we ride together called Discord. And Mm -hmm. so we talk Mm -hmm. to each other, but some people are not. Fan of it
4: yeah
2: i'll try to jump in I, I, it depends on my workout sometimes i'm fine with it and sometimes but like for drinking an yeah. ftp and it's like 20 minutes straight i'm like yeah. get out of here
1: yeah. i don't want to talk to you guys <laughs> talk to you later <laughs> yeah <Fair. laughs> yeah uh i do feel that the um there's times where i resist the trainer and there's times i really like it i kind of go back like everything else it's like there's uh ebbs and flows of like what I feel like. And recently I've really been, um, it's just easy to go downstairs. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about weather. You don't have to worry about anything. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I have all my stuff set up and I just crawl downstairs and (laughs) sit on my bike and do what I got to do. And then I'm done. Um, There's,
0: there's probably no more efficient way to get it done. Yeah. 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 When you think about, even if it's like a nice summer day and Mm -hmm. you don't like, forget about winter time when you got to figure out how many layers to Mm -hmm. wear and all that stuff. Yeah. Like even in summertime, like, where am I going to go you, around here? Like I keep coming back to this, but like around here, it takes at least 15 minutes to get to roads that just don't suck mm-hmm. to ride on like yeah. stoplights and towns and all like, so just get on the trainer Yeah, and an hour. Like it, I I look at like the numbers in uh, training peaks and stuff and like an hour, a good hour on the trainer is at least an hour and a half outside. Yeah, Like yeah, time wise, TSS wise, like it's, it's not even close. Yeah.
1: Um, and sometimes just like timing if you have to do a late night ride or an early or morning an early ride, right. morning yeah. Yeah, it's still I dark ride out at five yeah. o'clock yeah. and there was, mm-hmm. I wasn't going anywhere yeah. so mm-hmm. i just
0: i'm not going outside yeah. in the no. dark with lights on yeah. and stuff it's just nobody wants to see safe. this at night <laughs> in the <middle> of morning, <laughs> <laughs> first wake
1: up get it done and yeah. it's actually out of the three disciplines it's probably the easiest because you have that i mean i don't have a, if i had a
2: treadmill at home i'd That'd probably yeah, be I don't the go on the thing, treadmill. It's Sometimes I'm on the trainer and I'm like, I kind of think I'm starting to like this more than running, which is wow. so crazy. Wow. But yeah. I like
3: it more than running.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I definitely like <laughs> running <laughs> more <laughs> than running. <but>. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> treadmill though,
1: I feel the same. I actually had to do my um, run this week on the treadmill and um, it's kind of the same thing. I can give or take, uh, I find I could pace myself better on the treadmill than I do outside cuz you just mm-hmm. are forced to go the speed of the
0: Yeah. Machine. I I like the treadmill. Um I just don't have space in my house to keep one. So. Yeah. If I I'd love to have one, but
1: I can't. have lots of space in my gym and have treadmill
0: treadmill still. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like it. you know, when I was a member at Lifetime, they had those nice um slatted oh, yeah, treadmills. I oh, I could run on those all day. What a difference, yeah. right? Yeah. crazy. They're really nice. Yeah. So um, all right, so indoor versus outdoor, there's trade-offs, right? Um, yeah. What are some of the nice things about riding outdoors? We kind of shit on riding outdoors. I it
4: can be <laughs> I think great depending outdoors. where you're riding.
2: So yeah. Yeah.
3: But I think there's no replacement for riding outdoors. Just like yeah. swimming in a lake is different than swimming in, yeah. a, in a pool. I think it's totally different to ride outside and ride on a trainer. Yeah, I think right. you, you need on to ride a trainer. outside. Yeah. yeah, you're purely doing it for your body to train it to perform a specific right. way when riding outside – There's just so many more elements that
0: go into being outside. I think just learn like relaxing on a bike Mm -hmm. because I was like, I do a good amount, probably the vast majority of my training on a trainer. Um, But then when I go outside, I feel like because I've done so much riding already outside, like I feel very comfortable on my bike outside where I, I kind of wonder like somebody who does 199% of their riding indoors, Mm -hmm. like how much energy are they wasting? Just by worrying about handling their bike and all the people around them in a race, like that—that that seems like brain, like energy that you just shouldn't. Like I don't have to waste.
3: It's yeah. not even brain energy; it's just being that comfortable, comfortable. on mm-hmm. the bike outside. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I can come up with people that I've known that are like amazing on the trainer, and then they get outside, and it's a whole different world because right. again, you're not just performing your body; you've got the road to deal with.
2: You got the road to deal with, and in a race, same <laughs> a race, you you have you have to eat, drink, yeah. And if you're not used to riding your bike and reaching doing that at stuff, the same, yep. reaching for stuff.
3: Totally different. Speaking mm-hmm.
4: of reaching, <laughs>
3: <laughs> hydration. <laughs> Reach for the Glenlivet. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I mean I, but I do think that riding outside, specifically for longer rides, which we do on weekends, yeah, is more key than doing the shorter, yeah, yeah. The relative rides I, yeah. inside on the trainer, and and I and there's
0: more benefit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't think you can replace your outside rides or your long outside rides with indoor rides, especially by trying to like, well, if I'm gonna ride four hours outside, I can just do a really hard hour and a half inside and get the same. Like, you can't mm-hmm. get the same thing from that. Those aren't apples to apples. Right, like
3: you can you can train on the trainer and do whatever workout and do whatever road the trainer has, but gate Hill, which (laughs) he can describe (laughs) Like one of those Hills, you just want to like, just stop pedaling and fall over on. Like you're not going to get that experience, right? But you get a lot out of it by doing it outside.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. And Zwift, people may not know this, but there's a setting for the Hills in Zwift that either makes them, what they're supposed to be or not. And if that's not set correctly, right?
0: So yeah, there's, and everybody like gets confused about what this is. In Zwift, there's this little slider bar called trainer difficulty, Mm -hmm. right? All that does is, well, it makes it feel easier. It doesn't make you any faster though. No, but it makes it feel easier than you
4: think
2: you're going up a 5% incline, but if you don't have that set right, right, you're really only doing a two or a three. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: So it makes, it adjusts it so like, if you don't have the right gearing. It almost it, it's a more of a thing to think like it adjusts what gearing you have mm-hmm. on your bike so that
2: So you then get you get outside out. and you're like, Well, why this didn't right. feel like this?
4: But like, yes. I did it hills yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well right you're boom. not <laughs> No. Yeah. I think the
3: hills around here, I get definitely more hill training outside than I than I feel like I get yeah. from the trainer.
1: Well, it's like you said, like if if um the resistance is too high. On a trainer, and I'm like trying to really like. We've all gotten stuck at that one power. Where we're like, oh yep. man, or my legs just stop moving. Um, You really can't do that on the road. So you're you're going to pray to God and get up that <laughs> hill because <laughs> you're like, I can't fall. No, not now, yeah. not today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just like there's just something about seeing. That hill, you have to get up. So yeah. when I am on my trainer, I'm I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm done with this, <laughs> and maybe you know reset or whatever. But right.
0: it's just dial like, it down life. a few percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. You can't do that out on the road outside.
1: Yeah, no. There was something about conquering those hills too. Yeah, um, especially it's so really great. I love ones. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and and I really in when you do have a group of people to ride with. That's probably one of my favorite i mean am I can't keep up a lot I can't really keep up with the uh swimming or or biking or running either, but <laughs> at least with a bike like when when we commit to like somewhat staying together, it's just so much fun yep. um and it motivates you to go mm-hmm. and um it's I've had like most of my uh favorite experiences have have been on those group rides, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, so fun.
3: For those people that are listening and think she can't keep up a lot, Last we did a time hard we went ride. Up, that was really hard. Ride. <laughs> and and you kept hadn't up. You had your new bike. <laughs> so she, you kept up the whole Nobody time. believes you Yvonne. Nobody
2: believes you. And it's like, it's so it's, funny because I was in your so, prou- I was so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like
1: you killed moving it. And you're just like, okay, I got this. And you're like, but you're like, this is my 110%. And then here comes Marilyn. and She's like, good job. And she just kind of glides in front. And then all of a sudden you blink and her and Greg are like, Half of a mile
4: but away. It was hard from for me too. Here, here's a little <laughs> shut up yeah. Let, Let's give away a
3: secret. When those people do that, or like anyone does that, and we can ask the people sitting across from us, they're baking it. Yeah. <laughs> they're dying inside. I trust, just said me. It. trust me. It was like I just Gre- said it Greg passes hard. me by as if I'm standing still. Like he's smiling. But he's yeah, no. I just said it was hard for me too. Yeah, dead like, yes. no he's yes. dead on the inside. Trust me.
1: They're like, like so anyway, and I'm like, <gasps>
4: <gasps> nope.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dying. Right now, <laughs> I need like the the shut off button from like Discord. Just like no, just stop talking. I'm dying here.
0: <laughs> Marilyn, I don't need your pity. <laughs> on that ride, I came really close to cracking, and we were going up oh, whatever up towards like Tyson's Corner, wh- that area, and I'm following Marilyn, and Marilyn's going. Really hard. And then she shifted down to the small She had been oh in the big goodness. ring the whole time. And when I saw that <laughs> chain drop, I was like, Are you kidding yeah. me? like Were
2: you just
1: in the I'm
0: like, air. oh
1: that happened. We had um a ride one time and uh Jackie, one of our other teammates, uh her old bike would be stuck in, in oh the my big gosh. ring. And I'm like, Are you I wouldn't even attempt this here? <laughs> yeah. and she's like, Oh my god, this is so hard. Meanwhile, I'm on like the little <laughs> ring all the way up. And it's just so defeating. it's <laughs> just like, oh my God, like how are you even like moving right now? Um, but uh yeah, I mean it definitely like everything else, it, it sucks in the moment, but then uh, it definitely helps you overall. Yeah, you
2: did really well in that. Right? Yeah, I don't care what you. So. It's great. Yeah. Whatever.
0: But I agree. Those <laughs> those group rides are a, a ton of fun. Just yeah. so
1: much fun. So much fun. And and so much has gone wrong. Um, <laughs> a lot of them. And yeah. It's the ones and that those are just stories. Completely, are so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one time Rich's, like, what was it? His thong.
0: Um. Remember <laughs> my thong? Right. Or, where, where is, is this story going? <laughs> oh, that—that's
3: on um, <laughs> your little compartment. That's on John's bike. I don't
1: know. No, I thought you had one too. Or no, no, oh that was John had the thong, the bike thong. I don't have one. And then your thermos, like, came out. Your water bottle came out one time, or it was some capsule thingy mm-hmm. that fell out. We went the wrong way. It was just like a ride. <laughs> We've
3: had a bunch of those. <laughs> it was actually yeah. more than one of those. Where yes. bottles kept dropping and we kept picking yep. them up. John got like
1: sprayed in the face with a
2: a sprinkler.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Yeah. I don't (laughs) think I was there for that. I don't
2: think I was either. It was, it was, uh, there have been a lot of funny. Yeah. People fall. Just, Uh, you know. That's not funny. (laughs) No.
1: It is funny after. Everyone's okay. (laughs) Uh,
3: Here's a a question and see around the table about this. Like at one point, um, because I used to do a lot of training alone, I would ride outside and before the super smart trainers, and then eventually I decided that I'm pretty much, for the most part, only going to ride outside in a group around here. And mm-hmm. then that's pretty much what I've consistently done. So if I have a choice to ride outside, if there's no group to ride with, I'm pretty You're much not going to ride go outside by trainer. yourself. I just, I've crashed too many times and have a, too many close calls. How many calls.
1: times have you crashed? Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. A
3: couple of mm-hmm. times. And I would ride like early in the morning, that, that whole thing about being dark and like I would be an arrow and I didn't notice like a pothole lost control and went over the handlebars. Yeah, well, it was all kind of crazy smart. stuff. Yeah, I mean, that no. might not be the yeah. smartest no. thing to do. Yeah. But I felt like it's much safer to ride in a group and you see you but... you're definitely more seen.
0: Yeah.
4: So
3: I'll ride to the group and from the group. Yeah. But like a lot of times if the decision is ride by myself
0: for a while or get on the trainer, I'll get on the trainer. Um... Yeah, for me, it depends. It kind of depends on how what kind of how much I want to be out there for. Like, if I've got two hours on the schedule and I can get outside, I'll probably go outside by myself. I have no problem riding by myself. Um, if I've got an hour, then I'm going to do it on the trainer because I don't feel like putting in the effort to get outside. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'd say, like, that two-hour mark is kind of like my...
3: Let's go outside mark?
0: Yeah, let's go outside mark. I don't want to ride like the it. trainer two hours. Yeah, I'd rather Plus. be
2: outside too. But I wouldn't do two hours by myself.
4: It
1: depends where I'm <coughs> going. I'm you like ride a lot by myself. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. I if I'm going somewhere, like I, I ride a lot. Um, when I was working out of the Woodcliffe Lake office, um, it's about twelve miles from my house. So like if I worked here on a Saturday, it was great because I would leave and, and ride here, work and then ride back home. So it was like a point to point. Um if i if i have a route that i'm comfortable with and i i honestly i don't have a problem riding outside it's just figuring out routes but i think um there was a couple of times uh, when i would have like a long ride and uh i love the how garmin you can map a ride and, mm-hmm. and say like which mm-hmm. direction you want to go and you can really look at the route and say okay where where is this going to take me so i'm not like yeah. on a highway somewhere um so if if i am comfortable with the area then mm-hmm.
2: It, it works. Yeah, I've driven to Harriman by myself. That's the extent that I've done by myself. Yeah,
0: where's I if the I would go to where's the fear myself. lie? Is it like I, something happening yeah, and you yeah, because you're by yourself? Like
3: yeah, okay, yeah. like you know those eighteen wheelers. Like you're on nine W and an eighteen wheeler just goes yeah. right by you, like an inch from your elbow, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, that was
2: fun. Yeah, I did one time. I went out by myself, and that was, and it was like I think it was also it was like three thirty. And traffic and mm-hmm. people were being idiots and I was like yeah. this is stupid. Yeah.
1: It is um it does make you realize uh, how unaware mm-hmm. drivers, oh drivers gosh, are so much. Yeah. I mean yeah. probably the the couple of times where it's been a close call have been by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you see the shock in their face when you come up on or right. when they come up on you and, yep. and you realize they did not didn't know didn't that you see were coming. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, um, For anyone out there, just be aware of your cyclists and your runners. Uh, It's made me hyper aware of of people on the road.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Should we talk a little bit about the actual specific types of training? VO2 max, some like threshold work, things like that, right? Sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, So I think it's best to, I mean, it's been shown over and over again, you should periodize your training. You should break it down into kind of, chunks or cycles that w- that focus on a specific thing um and the general like the standard idea is you get more and more specific to your event as you get closer to it right so you build general fitness in your base period um and general fitness can just be lots and lots of riding it doesn't have to be very structured it can be and that's that's what i was going to say this before when we were talking about indoor riding i think indoor riding has Um, caused people to, because it feels so efficient, think that they can just make it harder and harder and harder indoors, and that will make them just as good of a rider. Um, You can't get away from the idea that you need base training. You need to develop your aerobic engine. You need to do miles um, or hours, however you want to look at it, of relatively easy riding. Um, and that kind of builds your foundation, and then everything is built on top of that. The, the only way to build a tall pyramid is with a big base, and that's that's what happens early on in the season. What about
1: that base, what <laughs> <It's all laughs> about that base
0: is the average base volume in hours oh,
4: for short
3: events and long events? Depends how good you want to be. Hmm. If you want to be top twenty-five percent.
0: Yeah, this is tough because <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> I, now. I'm like the mouse is spinning on the wheel up there. Um, it's a really hard question to answer, right? Because top 25% at like a big 2000 person Ironman event is very, very different from top 25% at the PV try or the Wyckoff try. Like, that's a different athlete at who's at that 25 25th percentile. Well, let's it take that out. Where you're starting. Okay, so, let's give more Does that variables
2: on your starting point, also.
3: Let's give more constraints. So okay. short event, let's just do an Olympic. Let's just do 25 miles. Let's just say
0: you want to finish that in okay an hour. So, so let's do that. Let's say you right. want to be a finisher at each of those events. Okay. Right? Um, I think a finisher at each of those events should pretty much be able to do each individual event separately on a different day, time, whatever, at, of that distance very easily. Okay, so if it's a 25-mile bike ride in an Olympic event, I think 25 miles on your bike should not be a challenging effort for you. I don't think you should come back from a 25-mile bike ride and be like, oof, I can't do anything the rest of the day. <laughs> right, so, so I I hope, what's <laughs> the volume in the week for that science. base? What's the volume in a week for that, it, base. for that person? I think you could probably do six hours a week and probably... Get to that
3: point. Are you doing one six hour session no. or are no. you doing two, three hour
0: sessions?
2: I, or you know, like, I mean, who does a six hour session? Now,
0: are we talking just, we're talking what is the minimum bit, session the, you're the doing? You're, you're not doing podcast is the bike, right? right? Yeah. So we're talking just about bike training right here
3: now. Just bike training, you're going to do a 25 mile bike ride and you're doing base no, training. I think you should do over distance, okay? So you're doing, right? So you're doing how many, like, so you're doing six hours a week. Uh-huh. I guess you're probably doing two hour and a half and so then maybe something like that. No, maybe. I don't think
0: you're doing that. I don't think you're doing okay. that much. So if you're doing, if we're talking just the bike stuff, I think I would want for somebody who's just looking to finish, you know, and have fun and not, mm-hmm. not die when they finish cross the finish line and not feel like they got drugged through the ringer. Um, I, I would say doing something like two one hour, two forty five 45 minutes to one hour sessions um, and then it, a long ride. Okay. You so know.
1: you're saying over distance um so like biking would you say is the same as running where you don't have to reach mm-hmm. your mileage of
0: I so I think you have to go over yeah. your mileage. <laughs> oh, well, um, I was, and I was just you know, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I so <laughs> I think you just <laughs> got shushed. <Damn> <laughs> no. I, did I sh- No. I shush. Okay. Um <laughs> so I think the only reason you don't reach your mileage in running um is because of the injury risk mm-hmm. of running. Um, I think if you, I, I really think if, if you were training for an Ironman or something like that, and you could get to the point where you're resilient enough to overtrain the distance on running, I think you would be an excellent Ironman athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't, I think that most people, like when you look at these 18 week marathon plans, right. I think going from a, you know, a, a casual jogger to a marathoner in 18 weeks is too fast That's of a buildup. And so you get injured if you try and over overtrain the distance but when it's kind of funny when you look at like the improvement that athletes have made in long distance triathlon just because it's easy to look at long distance numbers um the marathon hasn't gotten a ton faster yeah right and it's like it's almost because they they're not resilient enough to be doing that really long kind of run it's easy like iron man is what how long is the swim 4.2 k. Okay. Okay. Right. 2.4 mm-hmm. miles. Yeah. Yeah. 2.4 <coughs> miles. Um, When you're, okay, when you're, once you're an okay swimmer, that's an easy number to go over, yeah. right? So you can do mm-hmm. over distance training there. 112 miles on the bike, like you can do, like it, it's hard, but you could do over distance on that. Yeah. Not too many people are over distancing the run. And I think that's probably why so many people struggle on the run. Yeah. So I'm like,
1: say that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. I figured it <laughs> out. But mm-hmm. this is my problem. But
0: up until, <laughs> Up until the Ironman, I think it's very realistic to over-distance everything. Mm. Um, so if you're an Olympic athlete, you should be, you know, 30 or 40, 50 percent longer on the individual events, I think, and you would have no problem finishing those things.
3: So what's your base build for the 70.3 distance where you're doing a 56 mile bike ride or let's just say you want to finish a 60 mile bike ride what's your yeah base build in terms of hours on the bike and then same question for the 112
0: so i i think you yeah i think you'd build up to the point where and i don't think it has to be mileage um i think it should be time okay right so um let's use a pretty round number of three hours on the bike um for your bike split get to the point where a three and a half four hour bike rides not gonna destroy you you know um because then when it comes time on race day you'll be able to get off the bike at three hours and and go for a run
3: so how many hours a week would would you be sitting on the bike for a 60 mile ride
0: what do you mean A oh, per week to get ready for a 60 or mile to ride? base to base build
2: depends on the person.
0: yeah I mean if this is these are loaded it's not like a- because, because we're also trying to ride, we're also trying to train for the run and the swim, too, right? So, we're trying to fit that stuff in. Um,
3: well, you're doing, yeah,
0: but you're doing a well, base session, well, we're working on there. Should be
3: a, an yeah, around okay. an around number. I'm not asking I mean, to, listen, to we're training, we're up.
0: training for 70.3, right? So, if I look back at, at what my training is, um, I got up to, I think, I did a two hour, two and a half hour trainer ride, you know, so in that time, oh. like that's. And, and I look at a bunch of different metrics when I'm doing those rides. Like, what's my average power? What's my a, a cardiac drift? Like, there's a lot of things I'm looking at to say, like, okay, I've, I'm good with my base. Um, I, I, but the other thing is base builds up year after year after year. So the more of this periodized training you do where you focus on base for a good, you know, 12 weeks early in the season... That carries over to the next year as long as you don't have any kind of long, extended breaks from training and you you don't want to give up everything you did. And you can keep building on that. Um, I I don't know if there's a, a, I don't think looking at it from what's, how many hours do I need to have during base? I think most athletes are probably time crunched. Most athletes are probably capped at how many hours they can spend, not how many hours they want to spend, right? Because if you said to me, design your perfect training plan, I'm probably going to ride my bike for 12 hours a week. Okay. But I have a family, you know, I don't want to get divorced. Um, I have a job for the record, no. for the record. <laughs> um, you know, I like all those things bring my number that I can train down. So I'm kind of, that's where I'm capped at. Okay, And I have to make my best with what I have in that schedule. And mm-hmm. also like, you know, it's December. Do I really want to be doing three hour training rides a couple of times a week? Probably not. Yep. You know, so it, it's a tough thing to, to answer and say, like, okay, do this many hours and you'll be fine. Like that that's that's too simplistic of a view. Um, I think you need to take the first chunk of your training and just get to the point where you can handle that number of hours at a pretty easy temp of uh, pace and not destroy yourself, not feel like you need recovery like for days after doing those kind of rides. Yeah.
3: So I don't know if I would, you know, say it the same or different. I mean, I agree with all that. But I would you tell our saying. listeners, <laughs> for base building, you would want to go out there and make sure you're spending a decent amount of time on the bike in itself, mm-hmm. like having longer sessions. For yeah, the you definitely races. want to
0: build up that kind of time. Right. Like you, I don't know that you can train for a 70.3 by doing hour-long rides. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I mean. Like, okay. you just want to kind of get in there. Is that there what you were trying to get? That was like yeah, 13, no, was 13 and a half minutes <laughs> to get that. Yeah, yeah why'd you, you have to the, say it
3: in such a, a m- long, long, you roundabout way? You know Could have just been
0: there? You go around <laughs> with like,
4: yeah,
2: That's what I was going <laughs> to say. That's exactly right answer, Craig.
1: Is there like a formula of percentage uh, for how much you should train for each discipline. Um, and what would that be for the bike or would that matter? Like if you're, so like, let's say you're not a strong swimmer and you're not a strong runner Mm -hmm. and you want to focus on the bike.
0: Well, I, I kind of flip that question around and say, is that really what you should be doing? If you're really, if your strongest is the bike, should you be focusing on that?
1: I'm asking you. No. <laughs> I'm no. flipping it right back no. to you. No, it was kind of like the same question of
3: like, do you need to spend eight hours in the pool and I'm making it up a week if the swim is is a sh- the shortest leg yeah. of the of the. You take of the it track, all right? into
0: consideration. Yeah. So, so you kind of have to I, So pick. taking it all. Right, taking it all. It all I think you can lean it when it comes to volume because, and I've said this before, volume wins. Like volume is the most important thing that you could be doing. The more volume you do, the better you're going to be. Um, there's a limit to how much run volume you can handle. Like you're going to get injured. Um, swimming's a pain in the ass to get to the pool for that kind of time. And like, nobody's like, nobody's doing two hour swims, right? Like, so where can you put volume? The bike's the answer, right? So you can handle a huge amount of volume on the bike without creating a huge, um, like muscular issue for recovery. So, if you want to increase your volume, it's going to happen on the bike. So, is there a percentage? Not, I don't. I bet if you looked at everybody's numbers, the bike would probably be close to fifty plus percent. You know, fifty or sixty percent of mm-hmm. your time. Um, and I think it could go higher or lower by a decent amount based on the athlete.
1: So, when you're, because um, you you coach athletes um, mm-hmm. privately when you're coming up with a plan for one of your athletes, how do you factor in like how many uh, biking sessions you have and, and how long each one is?
0: So we, one of the things I asked them is like, what's a week what's a realistic week look like for you? Don't tell me like a goal week and say like, Oh, if all the stars align, I can find 13 hours this week. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you, what you can do week after week after week um, that won't, break you down to the point where you say, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. And then we start to plan from there. Um, and we, I look at what are their strengths, what are their limiters, and kind of build it from there. Like, if if they're a very strong swimmer, then and they're happy with where their swim is, then we can probably find some more time by doing less swimming and, and moving to another bike session um, or a run session or whatever. If they're a really weak runner, like, okay, why are you a weak runner? And then is it just for lack of running or is it because there's something else limiting you? You know, like I'm never going to be a good runner at my size. It's just not going to happen. Right. Um, And if I try to be a great runner by putting in 50 mile weeks, I'm going to end up here in the clinic more times than I'm going to be running. (laughs) Repeat (laughs) customers. Um, So like everybody's going to be different, but like you have to kind of massage those, those different things and figure out like what do they need um, and what's the most efficient way to get them, that thing that they need yeah it's and that's why you pay a coach money is because they can figure out those pieces instead of there's no cookie cutter answer yeah you know everybody every one of your athletes is going to be going to be different
1: yeah I just saw something um I was looking up some stuff today and I saw it said like um figure out how to fit your training into your life not Mm -hmm. your life into your training Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was like so profound because when people ask they're like oh you know how do you how do you do it? It's like, you know, you have to work around it, but at the same time, like it shouldn't be all
2: consuming. It shouldn't like take over your life.
0: Right. Unless you want it. To. Like
2: it's a balance. Like you have to decide I mean, like what's more important. Like, yeah. can right. I go to work and do the dishes when I get home? Sure. And that'll buy me <laughs> <one> more time. <laughs> I don't love yeah. it, but you know, yeah. And, and like, that's you where pick and choose. You got to pick it. and choose like what.
0: And I also think important. like, like it can't take over your life. You're right, but like, outside of my wife and kids, like this that is, is my yeah, this exactly. this is what brings yeah. me my most enjoyment, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so, it I I do like to find time for that. Now, when the alarm goes off at four thirty in the morning, there's definitely questions that are happening <laughs> in, my, in my head. Like, um, but realistic, like I do think about this kind of mm-hmm. stuff whenever I can because yeah. that brings me enjoyment. Yeah. You know, that's so same. Yeah. That's that's part of it.
1: Yeah. And if it's not,
0: right. If it's, it's not wired, right. find, then, find then, something else.
2: Yeah. And you wouldn't do it because it takes so much time and yeah. effort. It does.
3: Cool. I think we also need to touch upon one other thing in biking, or maybe we should, is the cadence part.
1: Too. Don't just say one. Don't All right. Limit us. Well, let's
3: go to the <laughs> next one the cadence <laughs> part, right? Because I think yeah, it's a big thing. And I think it's important for our listeners to kind of learn in terms of doing tries and events. There, I mean, there's definitely a lot of science about the right cadence numbers mm-hmm. and what you should be doing. So maybe Greg or somebody can tell us what's the Does idea. Does everybody of... know
0: what their what's your self-selected cadence? Where do you like to spin at? I've started at 80. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm getting closer to uh, comfortably around 90 Sorry. now. Why? Um, because Of all the things you're about to tell our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I won't. No,
2: I, yeah.
3: Uh, Well, for me, it's um, the aerobic, the aerobic capacity that you build up and the way that your legs are moving, you, um, you're going to be able to process a lot more of like the lactic acid and a lot more of the stuff in your muscles if uh, you're, if you're going at a higher cadence. At a lower cadence, you're just using up so much more of the short twitch muscle fibers and you can hit a wall a lot faster. So as you're going faster or rotating your legs a lot more, it just becomes easier. It just taxes your cardiovascular system. And if your cardiovascular system is built up, that's what you want to be using up. Okay.
0: Vaughn, where do you like to... I like
1: showing my cards. (laughs) Where do you like to go? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, I would, like...
0: There's not a right answer. I would so. say
1: like 70, 80. Yeah. That's probably realistic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like to keep my legs spinning, but not as <laughs> fast as yeah. which is going. Um, and it depends, like if you're on a hill or if you're on a flat. Um, but for the most part, I usually like to drop it down and, and make sure my legs are spinning.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Fun fact about Rich: When he gets nervous and he's talking about something, he spins really fast. <laughs> like we were talking once on a ride, and I said something, and he was like, "I'm like, why
4: pedaling
2: so fast all of a sudden?"
0: That's funny. Huh.
2: We started talking about Iron Man. I think.
3: Oh, maybe, and he got nervous, and he <laughs> was so like
2: pedaling. He's like, "There's so much training." <laughs> too, much, too much training. Better too much training. Spinning away at it, and he starts spinning real How fast. How about you guys? go first because he's probably got a long answer
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just gonna give the right answer so it's yeah, fine Yeah,
2: that's fine. um i started around like 83 ish wow. 84
3: it wasn't specific at all i <laughs> started around 83 <laughs> ish 84
2: yes. yeah that's about right right and uh now i think now i'm more comfortable around 85 to 87 probably um and I've noticed a big difference by increasing. Huge difference t- from yeah.
3: one revolution per minute.
2: What? Are you being sarcastic? No, or,
3: I'm just saying oh. you feel a huge difference and you're going. No, I think she's th- saying that my... she was
0: at like 83 to 87 now. Yeah. So like four to five. Four to five. I've um, revolutions.
2: noticed, a, I've noticed a, a big difference. And you're being sarcastic. What type no. of difference? <laughs> what have you noticed? Um, It feels easier Especially on the hills. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So the right answer is 84 and a half. <laughs> Scientifically that proven. Answer? That's it. 84 and a half. No. Um, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, You're I th-
3: telling me you could do, uh, most people can do Ironman at 60 revs and still feel good for the, for and, the run.
0: And now comes the caveat. Um <laughs> exactly. Within the range that most people pedal a bike at on a flat course, it really doesn't matter that much. Where does James
1: uh, pedal the bike at? Because I know his bike, and then run after. His- <laughs> so whatever, <laughs> yeah, Maybe the, where he's at is not um, the right place.
0: <laughs> so here's what I think is important. And this is where, so I think everybody has kind of a self-selected cadence. It's comfortable for them. And I do think you hit on a key part about um, fiber types. I think it has mm-hmm. to do with what types of muscle fibers you have, whether you have more fast twitch or slow twitch and that stuff. And then even within the fast twitch, there's different kinds. But I think most people, as long as you're not grinding at 60 RPMs, 60 RPMs is too low, okay? 60 RPMs, is, like you said, is going to put too much of a load on your muscles. Um, they're going to get tired mm-hmm. before you aerobically get to the point where you are actually getting tired um, from that effort. So you do need to be faster than that. On a a flat road, I think anywhere between probably 70 and 90, 75 and 95 is probably fine. Now, what I do think is important, and this is where most people struggle, is most people can't produce the width of their power curve at all those cadences. So what I mean by that is, if I can produce a maximum power of 1,000 watts, can I do that at... Well, let's use a lower number. So like something realistic we might see in an actual ride, right? Let's say 3 or 400 watts. Can I do 300 watts at 60 RPMs going up a hill and at 120 RPMs attacking a group to go away? If I can do both of those things, then I'm probably good. Most people can't do that.
1: That's the goal, right? To keep the cadence the same no matter what. No, I don't go. think you
0: I don't think you need to be able to keep it constantly at 85. I think you need to be able to apply big power at low cadence and big power at high cadence. And I don't think most people can do that. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to train across the cadence range, the realistic cadence range. I don't think you need to be training at 30 RPMs or at 150 RPMs unless you're a track rider. Okay, So you need to be able to train within that relatively wide range of, let's say, 60 to 120 and apply big power at both of those extremes. Because now, no matter the scenario you're in, you can apply the power you need to, all right? So Marilyn and I were talking about, like Montreblant has a bunch of hills, right? You're not gonna have any problem putting power down on the uphills, but what about a 2% downhill? Now, can you apply your race goal power going downhill, spinning a really fast cadence. Most people can't do that. So you have to train that. Yep. But I think like flat road, whatever feels comfortable to you, as long as it's not ridiculously low, is probably fine.
3: And that's what we need to train or anybody needs to train. Yeah. They need to be able to put out 150, 200, 250, 300, whatever the wattage is at higher cadences and at lower cadences yep. to be able to keep their race power effort and that's really good training
0: to be doing during the base building stuff so when you have like a two-hour ride of easy stuff like do some spin-ups do some stuff where you try and get to you know 200 percent of your ftp or whatever but at 120 rpms 125 130 rpms like see how fast you can get and apply that bigger power
2: and that was happening i think to me where on hills i was my cadence was dropping Mm -hmm. a lot
0: And then, like, when we said, like, go sprint. like
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, my legs, like, couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) They
0: were (laughs) laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just something you have to teach, like, the brain and the muscles to talk to one another to fire that quickly. Now,
1: do you, like, find a spot um, where, like, the power, the cadence, everything meets and you're like, okay, this is where I'm at and this is where I need to be?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Um, how do
1: you figure that out?
0: Practice. Try it at different stuff. like, And that's where, like maybe getting off erg mode is nice because you can like adjust those little tiny things and and find
2: and you gotta look at your heart rate too yeah and you gotta dial heart rate in too
0: you know and that yeah yeah. there's a lot of factors. there's a lot of things
3: one of the things that i um train when i go outside for a ride is i pick one thing so like it depends on what ride we're doing and then there's a lot of factors and heart rate and all that stuff and how the group is doing but like It might be a ride. Let's say I'm going by myself. It might be a ride and I'm just going to go like, I'm going to focus on cadence this ride. So no matter what hill I'm attacking, I'm focusing on whatever cadence I want to be at. Mm -hmm. And there might be other rides where I'm like, I'm going to attack every hill as hard as I can. So like you just pick something when you're going outside and that's your focus for that particular day. Um, It might be consistency and just kind of staying at the same wattage or the same speed or whatever it is so that's like a good thing to do when you're going outside just pick one thing to work on maybe people can pick two or three i'm not that advanced but you pick that one thing and and that's kind of like and then at the end of that ride if i've executed that it just gives me that little extra like "Yeah, yeah i did it right
4: yeah
1: i like how you um always simplify uh the training with all of the things that we've talked about, like focusing on the one thing, just because there's so many things. There and are a lot. Yeah. It it so
0: much. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. Like that's my brain's bouncing kind of everywhere. And like Rich is good at kind of bringing it back to mm-hmm. what's the important piece to this. Yeah,
4: you know?
3: It's the lack of ability to, <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, <it's laughs> to do all those
3: things. But yeah, it's, I think it's important because um, you will oftentimes not be able to see your progress and, and things, like, will get away from you and you won't yeah. be enjoying it as much if, you're, if you've are if you got just, like, so many things going on. But if you, like, you did that workout and you focused on a better stroke or, you mm-hmm. know, the cadence that particular time, you're like, okay, that was cool. I right. I did that, mm-hmm. and it works. Yeah.
1: So would you say your heart rate, your cadence, and your power should all be at, like, this optimal place, ideally? And that's, like, where you should... Because like you don't want so ta- to. So when we talk for like day, like an like, outside, yeah, you don't want to just all of a sudden,
0: right? Go nothing sh- all out, nothing like, should, you should be like, new figure out day.
1: your spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and what would that spot be for biking? Like, where do you want to well, be? Everybody, in your sweet everybody's, everybody's
0: going to be different. Yeah, uh, but like,
1: right? what factors do you want to like tie in? Not not specific numbers, but yeah. Um. Like I said, do you want to have like a like a pretty like low heart rate with a like a pretty so, comfortable power and?
3: I'll start the conversation because it's probably the one thing that. Like, well, no, is that I know for myself that I can digest at a certain heart rate. So if I want to take in liquids and food and whatever else during a race, like my heart rate can't be insane in a certain zone. Like I need to be in a certain zone to be able to process the nutrition. Mm -hmm. So for a race or a ride, that's what I'm working on. I want to be either be able to digest at a higher heart rate or get my heart rate to a point where I'm now taking in nutrition
0: or whatever it is.
2: So he's going to focus on heart rate and the cadence is whatever the cadence is at Mm -hmm. that heart rate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think I, yeah, it's by, by race day. I'm not thinking about cadence. Cadence Mm -hmm. Cadence is taking care of itself in the training prior. Um, I look at power for me, power pretty much entirely. Like that's my, my big one. Um, because in the training prior, I've kind of dialed in what heart rate and power go together. I, and I know that on race day, because of the adrenaline and because I'm rested, my heart rate's going to be a little bit higher. Um, and sometimes I don't know how much higher it is. It's going to be that day versus like I might be like, oh, I should be like three or four beats higher than I thought. But then it's five. Like, so am I going to re- like I'm not going to let heart rate by that much really regulate stuff. For, so for me, it's power. Mm. Um, I really like looking at like a 10 second five to ten second rolling average of power. So I'm not trying to like constantly adjust yeah. to little variations in power. Um and then like heart rate's more of like a secondary check for me. It's like, okay, the power's where it's supposed to be. Heart rate's pretty much where I thought it'd be. Got it. Can
3: you digest at I any mean, can you like if your heart is in zone four, can you can you just take in food
0: at any time? Zone four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beyond that, I'm. Yeah, I've never noticed a problem. With I that. haven't noticed a problem.
2: You could never have a problem eating. I know. It's am <laughs> glad. <ironclad. laughs> no,
3: I definitely won't
0: be able to digest at certain heart rates. But I mean, like realistically, in a in a maybe in a Olympic, you're going to be over that. I guess. You, okay, mm-hmm. if you were in a really hilly ride. Yeah, if I'm a Montreal, that would be my
3: first thing to do. Right,
0: that would be something you'd have to be very careful of, and that's where power can get away from you. But again, like if if you did the right training, like. Yeah, you might have a good day, but you're not going to have a 50-watt good day. You're not going to, you know, if if you're supposed to hold 150 and you're holding 200, like, that's not you're on a good day. That's you overestimating your abilities. And Mm. yeah, trouble's going to happen. So like, I don't know. I think it's it's those two things. Power and heart rate are probably should be the two. And they should kind of pretty much jive with what you've seen in training.
1: Yeah. So segueing into um, what I was going to mention was nutrition Mm -hmm. on the bike. Because I know... There were a couple of rides where it was suggested that I go in um, fasted, fasted. Don't do that. I was going <laughs> to say hungry. It's um, yeah, that, it's, the same, it's essentially <laughs> the same thing. Um, but just even because I, I know that um, the bike is where you uh, do the most nutrition. Yeah. So how does that how do you factor that into your training? Um, You're saying don't go in fasted.
2: I mean, I I'm not an expert. For women, though, I have heard that that's not good. It raises your cortisol because your body kind of yeah doesn't know what's happening, goes into shock. So, especially at our age, oh, and geez. we are still very young. However, <laughs> excuse um, me. Yeah, uh, no bueno. <laughs> yeah. yeah, would that yeah. be the same for for the? I'm males? not sure if it's the same for men, but
0: M- I know men for sure. have a little more leeway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the idea behind fasted training is to increase your fat metabolism, right? That to to got no problem there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to pull from those fat stores at higher and higher powers, so that you can, you know, it's an energy balance, right? So watts. The, the nice thing about watts when you're looking at these are watts are watts. Like 200 watts is 200 watts. It takes the same amount of calories if you're doing them or I'm on, I'm doing them, right? So the more power you put out, the more calories you're burning period that energy has to come from somewhere mm-hmm. if but there's a limit on how much carbs you can take in so if you bump up against that limit where's the ca- where are those calories coming from right if we can make them come from fat then we're in a better spot the problem is like doing the like fasted training definitely works i think a lot of people don't have the ability to control the like effort level so you don't want to be doing a zone four, zone five ride fasted.
4: Yeah.
0: It's not going to do you any good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And most people don't have like the ability to just dial it down and really be at zone one and zone two to get the benefits from those fasted rides. And like Marilyn said, 100%, the research that's coming out is women don't respond the same way to the initial research that was done. Like it's not, women are not just small men. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, um, because of the way scientific research is done, men are the easier subjects to work with. That's primarily
2: done on men. yeah. Right, and Mm -hmm. it's done on
0: young, Mm -hmm. college-age men because most research is done in a college, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to deal with women because then they have to try and explain the hormonal differences during your menstrual cycle that just add another wrinkle to things. Mm -hmm. And So it's easier to deal with people who have a level hormonal balance. So what do you see in scientific literature is 20-year-old, moderately trained men mm-hmm. and you can't compare apples to apples to a 40 year old woman it, it doesn't work and they realize that with this is one of those examples where it just doesn't doesn't give you the same benefit and it yeah. could potentially cause more harm than good
2: mm-hmm. and you don't have to eat a lot but you should eat something right before
0: and and realistically fat metabolism can be turned on just as much with um day-to-day diet control as it can with exercise so mm-hmm. If and for seventy point three, um, fat metabolism probably isn't the limiting factor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ironman, Ironman, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah. But. So um, incorporating nutrition into your training rides, both indoor, outdoor, for bricks, things like that. I eat all the time, every time.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, the
3: only so. time I may skip stuff. Is swimming for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just I, starting I, to put I, nutrition. No, in I my do. Bottles. But I like, if I, like I ever skipped, skipped or whatever, like if I. That's didn't where do, it's it, going it, to be. It's where I I, I'm, yeah. missing, I'm missing it for some reason. I yeah. always have to have
1: my applesauce. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like those little packets. Yeah. yeah. A little go squeeze. That's yeah. probably
1: good too. Always like right before I start my race, mm-hmm. I always have my little go squeeze applesauce. Yeah. yeah
0: I think I, fueling your especially like, so we were talking about base and now you get into like kind of the. The real meat and potatoes of your training, and you start being more, more and more specific. You have to fuel that. You, ha- yeah. absolutely you have absolutely feel better. Like, even yeah, it's like, a, it's, sugar makes you go faster. Yeah. here's the other That's
3: thing, up. right? The the race can can be lost in a lot of ways, but the easiest way to lose it is in nutrition. Yeah, so sure. if yeah, you don't, yeah, for sure. So, and the easiest way to to actually like be able to be effective is practice it so as long as you're practicing it you should be effective in racing with right. nutrition but I
0: mean, if you're not it's, it's the plan. easiest way to what, lose what a race. you see people doing nowadays is absolutely crazy like when you go back and watch like they're on the youtube like the iron man world championships from like the 80s and 90s and mm-hmm. back then it was like how little can you eat and yeah. finish and you it's see easy. people like dying on the run like like, they're crawling. You don't see that You that don't much see that anymore. Yeah. Because they now be they're like... Eating. They don't show it on TV. They don't, they're still crawling. People <laughs> no, are still crawling. Nobody's showing it. NBC Sports wants that shot of somebody yeah. crawling across the finish I line. Mean, it does
2: still happen, I'm sure, but not like it
0: used to. No, but like... Yeah. I
2: think
1: all of my pictures from from AC on the bike with me with, like, my mouth full of some... <laughs> we I was food. just eating yeah. my bars. And it's funny because when I'm on the bike, I don't have an issue... Eating a solid, but on the yeah. run. Oh, I wouldn't. I, just could I can't not, chew. Yeah, on I can't either. Chew. But on the bike, I actually
0: don't eat anything solid on either of them. Yeah, really, I, mean, I, chopped
1: I can't up, chew on um, either my of my them. My bar either. and like just a cliff Bar like, or something. I'd uh, go do those. Go macro. Go Macro, if you're interested in <laughs> sponsoring us, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Go Macro bars, I loved it, and I and I uh, cut them up into bite sized pieces. So um, when I got the pictures back from you are always chewing, yeah, it was just always my mouth was always <laughs> something. In you're it. like a chip. I was monk. like, I gotta eat, I gotta eat, and I was
2: just like shoving little yeah. pieces in my mouth. Um, and I loved it. I'm like, that's why I love the bike because I can really, you know, chow down yeah. on the bike. Yeah, I can't chew, but I did on Muscle Man. I didn't feel comfortable with my training, and I was like well the one thing i could do is i could just eat and like be really strict with it and i think that's the only reason why i did as well as i did talk to a
3: lot of people and they lose the race or they bonk or they whatever because of nutrition yeah Yeah. you know might as well might as well practice it yeah
0: yeah and i don't know where like i think the words no pain no gain have probably caused the endurance industry more like harm than any other four words in you know the lexicon but like you gotta suffer. It's gotta be tough. Like everything. Like so, And part of that comes from like, don't eat. You'll be tougher. Like I mean, it's how tough much, either way. You, don't, you yeah. don't need water. Like some fifth grade, you know, basketball <laughs> coach screaming at you. Like, what are you? I'm you not gonna earn say it. Water. Like, yeah. Like right. Like that's your reward is a mm-hmm. cup of tepid, um, you know, water. Like when uh,
3: back, I mean, whatever. When I started, I kept hearing from triathletes and cyclists a lot. And then this I want to know from you if it's if it's this is if this rings true. They say that cycling and being good at cycling is all about how much you can suffer for how long.
0: Yeah.
2: I sure. mean, isn't that endurance? Sports? Uh, but yeah. is it like is,
3: is it I all mean, about suffering then?
2: It's not easy. Is
3: it all about how long you can suffer and for how long? Is it right. all supposed it to is. be
0: suffering? So let me ask you if if you have the option of pounding 150 grams of carbs an hour and suffering through nine hours or only eating 30 grams you know one gel an hour and and bonking at six hours like you're gonna suffer a shitload more until you finish on that first but that doesn't make you any faster no i know yes you need to be able to suffer like in the right way though like yes you need to not quit when things get hard and everybody get it gets hard for everybody but like I just don't want to buy into
3: the the only way to do cycling is through suffering. Like the o- cycling is, like is how long, is you long you can, is who can
0: What is suffering? It just like,
3: sucks. It's like it's like it's like being at Gate Hill 100 percent of the time. It's subjective, all the time. though. I
2: mean, yeah, I don't.
1: I, I understand like what indoor? you're saying because like, like indoor cycling is different than outdoor cycling. No, obviously, I think
2: it's yeah. About races, people
3: just stuff. said that cycling. If you're doing cycling and you're you're getting like. Proficient and good at it. It's right. all about how long you can suffer for. Yeah. And I mean, how much I, I you can why. suffer. So, yeah. and, and I understand why people said that because yeah. when you look at it, it's just like how long for how, and how hard right. you can suffer. And I mean,
0: what, what you're seeing, like your like, crotch.
1: Like, <laughs> 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 like <shower>. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> go till you're numb. <laughs> and then
0: you don't suffer anymore, right? It's like James the is, the is energy sitting energy. right here. <laughs> Like they are probably. the
2: same person sometimes. <laughs> he was saying it. No, that, <laughs> I um, wasn't even thinking it. Um, <laughs> no.
0: But like, so here's where I think they're going at is like when you watch the Tour de France or you go to and you compete in a bike race and you're with with a group of five people going up a hill like and everybody's pretty closely matched. Like, yeah, maybe the difference is who can deal with that discomfort for a little longer. But that's triathlon is different in that regards. Like triathlon's a much more metered effort. You are deciding how quickly to dole out the energy. In a bike race you're not. In a bike race you either stay with the group or you lose. So there there is that difference. Um I think the word suffering is like it doesn't have to like 6 hours on a bike at the right at zone 2 is suffering by the end. You know, it doesn't mean you have to like go f- balls out up the first hill and be You don't have to suffer for the entire 6 hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so I'm, not, I'm I don't know. I don't, don't want to buy into it because I love cycling and I don't think it's all about just suffering on them. No, I don't it's want not other about, it. shouldn't, it's not all about just that suffering. Just being on but, a bike is all I about suffering. But I think what
0: I think what that, where that saying comes from and probably gets bastardized too much is when push comes to shove, when you are up against whatever your limit is, like, do you have just a little bit more? And if you can suffer just that little bit more, at the right time you're probably going to get better because of it
2: and that goes the same for any race anything, right? anything you do you do 5k like how right. halfway, how much can you push it halfway it through a
0: 5k the last mile you want to walk is, yeah the last right? mile is horrible <laughs> so i mean like can you suffer for that yeah. last can you couple stick, of minutes
2: stick with that pace and finish it yeah yeah
0: it doesn't mean every minute of every training and that's what's happened is people have taken that and said like okay Every minute of every training day has to be a sufferfest. Yeah, that's wrong. Right, not everything has mm-hmm. to be suffering. Right,
2: that's not good, even mentally.
0: Right, no, it'll drive you nuts. Right, yeah. you'll, you'll burn out. You don't.
2: So you don't want to do it anymore.
1: Yeah. Do you, um, I know. Going back to the nutrition part, it was um, a big shift. You know, growing up in the eighties and nineties, thinking that you know when you when you did a workout, it was about not taking in energy. And Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about nutrition and performance. So for me, I remember the first time I had to like eat on the bike. I'm like, this is so
2: like Mm -hmm. counterintuitive.
3: Right. You had to earn, as a kid, you had to earn your water.
2: Okay?
0: Yeah. Or, I my, learned, or my pint of Haagen-Dazs at Elmer's, yeah.
2: I learned from how I felt because even, so I played basketball in high school and really? I would get, I know, <laughs> it's Center. very far-fetched. Wow. I was, oh, I was fast yeah. and I could dribble. Um, I would feel nauseous if I didn't have something to eat before. And so I've always just kind of done it just because I, it's when I overexert myself, then if I haven't eaten, I feel nauseous. Yeah. And like dizzy and To me, that so. was like the goal. To me, oh, like- Oh God,
1: it's a horrible
4: that, feeling. Yeah. Why? <laughs>
1: but I, like, it's just like one of those like suffer things. Like it's just like that I kind grew of up,
0: thing. I grew yeah. up swimming and like two, like from the age of probably nine, two hour workouts in the pool were normal. And I, maybe a water bottle, maybe.
4: Yeah.
0: Like, you get out every once in a while and go grab a drink for the water fountain, but never calories. Yeah. No. And calories didn't like,
3: exist until I started
0: Tri-Pretty. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And triathlon's far ahead of every other sport. Like, they're starting to, to catch on. But triathlon's been ahead. Um, because triathlon's a new sport, they're more willing to try new stuff. Mm. Um, I bet if we
3: spoke to hockey players that they're not eating during hockey. Games.
0: I bet they are now. Probably. I bet 10 years ago, they probably weren't. Mm. I, don't, I don't, I mean, I think it's Maybe even more Maybe Gatorade in the, in the mix. I don't know. It'd be a good, it'd be interesting to hear that across different sports.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. For sure. Yeah.
0: But I mean, now, now I, like I follow uh, like professional cycling big time and they are pushing to the same kind of. Numbers as triathletes are They're at 150 plus Their grams of carbs an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
3: know who's still not doing anything during events? Formula One racers. Seriously? I don't th- not during not in the car. And Is I mean, it those the guys same for them. I mean, I mean they're lo- they're losing. I think it's for more water. Like, they're yeah. sweating a lot, but a I don't lot. know about
2: if they need like fuel physically.
3: I mean, they're Calories. pulling G forces.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: I
0: don't for know like about it. Yeah. Mm.
2: That's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a race car driver when I was little. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. If your base your basketball <laughs> so career didn't pan <sighs> my out, my mom was, was
0: like, not having okay.
2: it. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, "All right, yeah, yeah sure, kid. <laughs>
0: go sure. to school." Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Now it it uh it definitely was eye opening um to learn about. I, I mean, I always knew, but it, it's like one of those things where it's like. Yeah. Of yeah. like calories for dummies, where it's like you know, but you don't know until. Right, I mean, because yeah. we
0: grew up in like the jazzercise size age, where it's yeah, like you're yeah. doing this thing only to lose weight, right? right? You're yeah. not doing it to be better at. It. Like nobody did step aerobics to be better at step aerobics, yeah. right? Like, but
1: imagine how amazing we would be <laughs> if we were like. You know how high we, we could have stacked bar. those steps? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, now you're. And I've said this a couple times on the show before, but like you're training, you're you're training, you're not exercising. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. trying to improve performance, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Like that's... And I think you alluded to it earlier. I think
3: we're going to see a lot more development in the sense of like men are different than women. Because I think... I hope we do. There's, Cause there's cause
0: it's already some... Really we're starting there. We're starting now yeah. because
3: this, because you're right. Controlling for less variables is easier in a yeah. regression than controlling for more variables mm-hmm. and having it being statistically significant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so not different hard math. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be uh, accounted for.
4: Right.
1: Just from week to week. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Our teammate, um, Michelle, uh, she shared with me a book, uh, Good for a Girl, by Laura Fleshman. Mm-hmm. And um, she, it uh, it pulled on that whole topic of, you know, the demands of uh, female athletes where it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If any females and males... Uh, are interested. It's It was definitely an eye-opening book because mm-hmm. you feel it. You feel the cycle. You feel the change. You feel week by week mm-hmm. the difference. It's and, crazy. Yeah. And you realize that, you know, um, it, it's almost like swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. It's like,
2: the fir- uh, What made me first actually, like, look into it and read into it is I was strength training. And one week, you know, 15 pounds felt... Fine, and then the next week I was like, why does this feel like it's 30 pounds? Yeah, And I I started to like put two and two together and then I started researching and I was like, mm. yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> and, um,
0: how much of it is, do you, cause like I don't mm-hmm. obviously know too much about it. How much of it feels is perceived and how much of it is actual? Like, so did that 15 pounds feel heavier? but you were still able to lift it for the same amount of reps or did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause um,
1: I think you notice it by the cycle. Because yeah. Like right. Well, realize, no, it definitely does. Like I yeah. get, mm-hmm. I get where those um,
0: hormonal differences are in the cycle. I I'm was just still
2: able to complete, let's say the same amount of reps, but yeah, it, felt, it felt the felt
1: effort yeah.
0: felt much harder. I think yeah. we have a whole uh, episode. That I we could do on this. We should kick this. you
1: guys out and just have like a, <laughs> yeah. a we female. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we've actually got the questions all lined up. We do. Yeah, actually. we've got to reach out oh. to Doctor B again.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, we had it lined up and amazing. it just. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because because it does um, make a huge difference in the older you get, and and I always um, find it interesting whenever uh, doing these events um, where females they're they're there they're present, but for the most part, if I'm at the pool, if I'm at a run, if I'm at the bike, like it's predominantly men, for yeah. sure, always. Um, yeah. And the older mm-hmm. you get, it's like you know, you, you want to do it and you want to be mindful of your limitations, but also being able to to continue. Um, so, and it, there's ways cause to perform, like because you perform better, yeah.
2: And there's ways to kind of work around work it. around it with yeah. nutrition and stuff. So, but yeah. it's still still there always. Yeah, absolutely. And I think mm-hmm.
1: just the expectations, I guess, Mm -hmm. of, of the female outside of sport, um, where you, where you don't have that mindset of nutrition and fueling yourself because Mm -hmm. it is so different from how we grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it is a big shift. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, like just the body image issues and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that people have to, you know, feel like they've been foisted upon, hoisted upon themselves. Like that's tough to then be like, okay, now I need to just eat this sugar water for three (laughs) hours. Like, (laughs) Yeah, And the thing is, too, you, you go, I mean, <laughs> and people
1: know that you're doing these things, and if you don't have the appearance of their expectation of what someone should look like who does this type of sport, right? like, that's another layer of it. That's
2: what's yeah. so great about triathlon, though, is that there's people all different. Shapes yeah, I' like I was More at, than any other sport. But we
0: were up at Muscle Man. There was this dude getting like changed. Like he had the door open to his truck and he was getting changed. And I'm like, I got some serious body image issues right now. Cause he was like like Adonis. This dude. He was like when
1: you're in the tri-world, you see that but difference. But when it, you're with like, some like, some like your friends you. or your family and
2: everything, it's like, really?
4: Yeah. Is that what you do? <laughs> you're
2: up at five. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I swear I yeah. am. Yeah. But um, in the other, in other sports, it's not, it's not so widespread, you know, it's more.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I yeah. love it. I love it because like literally anyone can do it.
4: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: yes. Yeah. And, and the fact that you can participate, and I know that I mentioned this when I was uh, on a couple of months ago. um, The fact that really, if you put your mind to it and you do the proper training, Um, you really, there's, there's no one that can't do it and we see it all the time and that's what, and it's so supportive and that's the beauty of, of this sport. Um, but you know, again, those, those, uh, underlying (laughs) type of, uh, expectations that you have and and the fact that if you're not in it, you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So
3: I kind of feel like a lot of sports have it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's all kind of that kind of stuff in every sport.
1: There is. To an extent. I mean, like, I'm not going to join a basketball team. I don't play basketball. (laughs) Even if I tried, it's not going to happen, you know, but for this, I just feel like it's so accessible and and really it's just, you know, uh, the the preparation to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like in the last two, three years, like advertising has gotten better at kind of showing all different Mm -hmm. shapes and colors and of everything you know in mm-hmm. in their ads and stuff to like help with that inclusivity and, and you know representation matters and like being able to see that everybody could do this is important
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know and I think I've seen a better job of that kind of stuff out there you know in the last couple of years
4: yeah I don't know. absolutely
0: but, uh, so I think that's probably a good spot to the stop, right? I don't think it's we should talk about BO2 max efforts and stuff at this point. Um, no, I think we can save it, yeah. yeah. Um, but thanks, Yvonne, for coming on. That was wonderful. You did a great job. I know we, this we, fun. you Having might have James's permanent. Can spot? we get the yeah. applause back, please? If James
1: goes missing, good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's why I do it
0: <laughs> so. Um, Thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to subscribe if you're not already. Leave a comment if you've got an idea for us um, or just to say that you love listening to the show. And with that, next week we'll be back with uh, how to train for your run. All right. And James. And, well, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Thanks everybody. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Thanks everyone for listening to the Next Level Quad Pod. We really appreciate you spending time with us and listening to everything that we have to offer. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and a rating. Those little things go a long way towards us being able to bring you more content like this. If you'd like to learn more about what we have to offer, please go to our website at goteamnltry.com. There, you can find out about all the different things we provide that can help you reach your athletic potential. Thank you again for finding time in your busy schedule to spend some time with the Quad Pod.